All right, I think that we are good to go. You got me there. All right. Lots of good commotion. Let's get you uh, back to your seats if you're in the house, and welcome back to everybody who is online. It is good to have you here today. My name is Sean. I'm one of the pastors here on this team, and we're just uh, we're happy that you've taken some time this weekend to come and join with us today. This morning, um, I want to talk to us about this thing called mystery. Have you heard about mystery before? Mystery is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. Have you ever been in, in mysterious ways before in your life, right? But the interesting thing is that we are drawn to mystery, aren't we? Like, we really enjoy mystery in our lives. Let me prove it to you. It happens in the music we sing. How about all you Elvis fans and his classic little song, Mystery Train? Take it to you too. We've got She Moves in what kind of ways? Mysterious ways. I mean, we do this with the genres we read. We do this with the movies we watch. How many of you are Sherlock Holmes fans? All right? I mean, those are epic mystery moments. But there is one movie that has, it topples them all when it comes to mystery and understanding the fullness of life. And it is this movie that many of you may know, maybe some of you don't know, but it will change your life today. National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. How many of you have seen that? Uh, now, but this is what you may not know. Did you know that today we have an in-house resident Nicolas Cage voiceover person? Can, can you guess who it could be? Pastor Tyson. Let's, uh, let, let's uh, do this. Now, Pastor Tyson, I know you've watched uh, National Treasure. I know you love Nicolas Cage. He's like one of your favorite voices that we've heard oftentimes in our office. But what, like Nicolas Cage, in the mystery of National Treasure, what, what is he going to do, Nick, via Pastor Tyson? What's, what would he say? Come on, give him a hand. I think that was definitely... It's definitely worthwhile. How many of you are so moved that you want to watch that movie now? Like, I, you, you should be. It's good. Like, but mystery, right? Like, it's, it's all around us in the different places we go. Let, I mean, other pieces of mystery that we could talk about. Let's talk about the moon landing. Too soon? Not, not, we don't want to do that one? Okay. But the greatest mystery, probably of the whole entire world, would be summed up with this. Does Ken really love Barbie? Does Ken really love Barbie? I mean, you know, like this is a thing that uh, many of you have had sleepless nights on, uh, nights where you just didn't know. Now, I got to tell you, I'm going to make full admission to this today. This pastor right here is one who is familiar with the Barbie scene, and I'm okay with that. See, growing up uh, in our home, I had a daughter. Uh, and I still have a daughter. <laughs> wow, that was, that was weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we, we, we played Barbies. In fact, Nay would, would pull out her Barbies, and, and we'd play all the time. You'd get different Barbies, and like I even went into her box of stuff that we kept quite recently, and although I'm borrowing these ones today, we have the Ken, we have the Barbie, I had different little Legos that we, that we had, and all that, like, but we would play Barbies. We'd, we'd walk around, and, and then I remember one day quite carefully that, uh, or vividly, that uh, when Anea was playing, all of the sudden, this is what she did. She ripped the heads off of the Barbies. And I got to tell you, 
I, I started to cast the demons out of her right away. <laughs> like, what in the world is going on? Like, what would you do? And, and, and what would happen is we would begin to mix and match, and we would change the clothing on these Barbies. But I, I, I sat there stunned. I'm like, what has your mother taught you? Like, like, see, like this, is, this is not good. And I, and I didn't know what to do, but we kind of went on, and we played with Barbies. And, and now for the duration of what I'm about to share with you today, I'm going to leave this headless Barbie right here. I'm going to make a point with this, but this is something that we did. And there's a mystery around this right now. Like, why in the world is Sean actually pulling heads off Barbies right now? Like, is he really that sick in the head? Yes, I am. And, uh, but it is okay now. But let me make the connection to the Word of God. And if you have your Bibles today, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 8 to 10, is where I'd like to focus our attention for a few moments. If you don't have your Bibles, they'll, the words will be on the screen for you. But this is what it reads. It says he, and by he, what this is communicating is God. God has showered his kindness on us along with, what does it say? All, with all wisdom and understanding. It says that God has now revealed to us, and catch that word revealed because this is apocalypse. This is what the word means in its original language, but now God has given us an apocalypse. He has revealed something to us, but notice what it says. He's revealed to us his mysterious ways regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And then this last verse says, and this, this is the plan. At the right time, somebody say right time. At the right time, it says that God is going to bring everything together under the authority of Jesus Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth is going to be found in the person of Jesus Christ. That everything is going to be found in Christ. Let me ask you, are you in? So today, here we go as we look at this. Will you pray with me as we've read the word of the Lord one more time? Father, thank you for what you're doing in this space today. I thank you that you're touching people's hearts, lives, both in the house and online. And I'm thankful today that you're a God who sees us. And this text reminds me today, immediately, that you want to bring apocalypse to us today. One more time. You want to reveal something about who you are that changes our lives. And so today, may we be receptive to what your word is saying and how you're going to communicate through me to our church. But I give you thanks for what you're doing and how you're going to speak today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. This morning, I'd like to speak to us from the subject, mystery of history. Go ahead, say it to your neighbor. It just rhymes. It sounds fun. Mystery of history. The author who I took this from, his name is Daryl Johnson. I really liked it, but this is the subject of what we're going to do. We're in a series right now called Doctrine. And I know many of us here today is like, oh, let me go to sleep now. Because if we're going to talk about doctrine, but doctrine is really important. And if you've noticed the, the, the picture that we're using, we've capitalized the words in, in the word doctrine. That in this word of doctrine, there's something about, we need to know some things about being in, being in Christ. And so that's where we're going to turn our attention to today with this idea of the mystery of history. Here is the reality that the mystery of history is the game changer of history. We're going to disclose what that is today. You may be sitting here online. You have no clue. What is this mystery of history? Well, today we're going to do that, and we're going to unpack it. So let's jump in. 
And I'm going to do that with giving you three pieces of information today. So I think that this is something that you'll be able to write down, pay attention to, catch, et cetera, et cetera. The first one is going to kind of answer the what question. And it is my first point, and it is our title today, The Mystery of History. It says that God has showered his kindness on us along with, again, what does it say? All wisdom and understanding. God has showered himself upon us. So this first is of the what of the history is this. How many of you want to know God today? Does anybody here want to, to know God? But this is what I, I want to also propose, that if you could figure out everything about God, what, what type of God is he though? Like we want to know it all. And yet that, that, that makes us on that equal plane as to perhaps who he is. And this is what I know about God. I mean, God wants to be known. He's not unknowable. Yet this is something so beautiful when it comes to our faith today is that mystery speaks to faith. Although you may not know everything that is happening in this world and the things that have happened in your life, there is the mystery of history that he is going to reveal but if you knew everything, what does that do with God today? And have you noticed that in our world today, there is an incredible amount of brokenness? Have you seen this? The chaos that is ensuing around our world today. People everywhere proclaiming, what is the purpose? What's my purpose? Is there hope in this story right now? Like, what is going to happen? And people literally today are asking, can I be saved from the attack of that enemy that's coming? Or people in their spiritual lives are saying, can I be saved? Am I worth it? Is there something valuable here? Now, Marilyn Lloyd-Jones says a beautiful quote about biblical mystery. And she says this, that biblical mystery is something hidden from natural humanity. Yet God has fully revealed it. It is an open secret that sinful humanity cannot see. It is a truth that God must reveal to individuals. I mean, the mystery of history is this, is that God, when he is ready, he's going to reveal things to our lives. And the thing is, is that when it comes to our sinful humanity, there are many things that will block perhaps the understanding that could happen, should happen, maybe in our lives. Have you ever had yourself ask God a question and he didn't answer you? Anybody have that before? And you're like, well, you just told me I've got all wisdom and understanding. So what's the, what's the differential here? So we're going to unpack that just a little bit here this morning. But to do that, we're, um, we recognize that we're quickly going to Christmas. How many people are ready? For, you're ready for Christmas season. Like you're just like super excited. Okay, you are totally not excited. Not one of you got loud there, and so everybody hates Christmas in the 11 gathering. Okay, so, uh, but this is okay. Now, let's identify some people here, though, this morning. Number one, as we know, as we get to the Christmas season, it really is a season about gifts. I mean, this is really what it comes down to. Yes, it's the birth of Jesus Christ, we understand, but it's gifts. I mean, that's what we really look forward to. So, let me ask you, who are my people here in the room today? You love to give the gifts. Come on, let's see your hands, all right? Hands up, yeah, okay, well, these are the gift givers. Okay, let's put our hands down and let's go after the greedy people. Uh, I'm, t- I'm totally kidding, just relax, just relax. Who likes to receive the gifts, though? I mean, there are a lot of, keep your hands up, gift guys. I, I, take a look at one of these people, and I'm encouraging you, go b- buy them a gift this week, all right? Like, hook them up, I mean, make sure you see them. But we come to this season of gifts, and th- there was this 
There was this show that I grew up watching. I really enjoyed the show. And in fact, I think some of you have probably watched it. And it is still even rolling today. It is a beautiful show that is called The Price is Right. How many of you have seen The Price is Right before? Epic show. Whether you're a Bob Barker fan, God rest his soul, Drew Carey today, it was the best. I love what happened in these moments because Bob or Carey, they, they roll up to someone, a contestant, they stand with them, and they kind of get excited for what's going on. They would make their way through the show, and then they'd come to this thing called the Showcase Showdown, all right? And the Showcase Showdown had all of these different scenes, but they were covered by a door. And the whole objective with it was, what is behind the door? And so what would take place is you would watch the reactions of the people because, you know, all of a sudden, this door would open over here, and it was like a television. It was like, uh, you could do better, Bob, or, you know, Drew. And then all of a sudden, this door opened, or a... A brand new car! And everybody would lose their marbles. They'd kiss Bob and Carrie. They'd run around the stage, and they would just get so excited for what was taking place. They had this anticipation and this excitement. And the thing that I'm thinking about when it comes to this is over the last couple of weeks, um, our, our um, presenters have offered some really powerful lessons, if you've been paying attention to them. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Tyson delivered this this um, beautiful message, and it was it, all I kept thinking about was behind that door. Behind that door, I want you to know, in the gifts of God, behind that door, you have been chosen by God. Behind this door over here, you've been adopted by God. And he's given you incredible gifts that are beyond the stuff of this world. Donna last week gave this beautiful presentation about behind that door. Guess what? All of us in the space today, you're redeemed. Guess what? Behind this door over here, you are forgiven. And everybody has access to these beautiful gifts because this is what the mystery of history does. Is he begins to pour out his blessings in his pe- upon his people in such a way that is powerful for us. Our text shows us that God has showered his kindness upon us all. The blessings that he has provided for you are better than what Bob or Drew could ever give to you. And these blessings are yours and mine in absolute abundance. And I love that today. Not only does it say that he has showered us with kindness behind that door. He says that he has done so with all. Somebody say all. With all wisdom practical skill, and understanding, intellectual comprehension that God is making known to you and I. Now, if he has made everything known to me now, Sean, and what I want you to see with this text is that this is an ongoing process, that there are going to be some things that have a little bit of mystery to your life. Maybe you've experienced this before. I still don't understand why. Just about four years ago, Lisa's dad had to pass away. I don't understand. It's a mystery to me. I don't even know if I'm ever going to get an answer from God on it, to be quite honest with you. And I think some of us here, we've gone through our other mysterious ways, but I want you to see the verbiage here of this verse. It's that God will make known to you with all wisdom and understanding when he feels it's appropriate. And I know this so much too, is that you may even pass away from this earth And you still may not have the answer to the mystery that you're walking through here today. But chances are that once you're dead, you won't care. Because you'll be in the presence of Jesus. But when he feels that it is appropriate and necessary for you, it says that all wisdom and understanding will be 
made known to you as God begins to do something inside of your lives. And I want you to be encouraged today that when we look at this idea of the mystery of history, when you want to know the program of the entire world, it has been there for ages past, yet nobody could figure out, and it is wrapped up here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, where it reads, but God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. The mystery of history is revealed to you and I here today. And it is this, is that Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you. And he has allowed you to experience something so beautiful through his grace that could change your whole entire life if you let him. The second thing that I see about mystery here today is mystery revealed. If we have just kind of tackled the what question, now we're going to tackle the who question. And we have been teaching that we have to understand context of the text in order to proceed with what the Apostle Paul is trying to tell us here today. I want us to pay attention to the audience in which Paul is speaking to. The audience are Jewish people and Gentiles. Both these people groups are looking for hope. In fact, we look at this and we would say that the story began a long time ago in the good book, in the book of Genesis. In fact, if you were to turn to Genesis chapter 17 you would land on a character whose name was Abraham. God showed up to Abraham, and he basically said to Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of all nations. But what was particular of interest for them at that moment is he was the father of the Jewish nation. He took him out of a place, planted him, and he wanted him to lead. Now, what happens here is that God says, I'm going to do something beautiful through my people, the Jewish people. But this is what is interesting about this whole entire story is that although the Jewish people were going to be the ones that God would use to bring the story to all, the Jewish people thought that they were the only nation that God loved and had a purpose for. But they were so mistaken. In fact, they were so wrong. God did not say, I'm just going to provide a blessing to you as a nation. He said that through you, Abraham, you are going to be the father of all nations. So what happened at the really beginning of time that has been so convoluted and lost in the in-between is this. When God stands before Abraham, it is not an exclusive statement to just one nation. It is an inclusive statement to all people, which means that you and I here today have the ability to receive the mystery revealed today. The mystery revealed, again in its word, is apocalypse, that God wants our eyes to see And he wants us to see something due to all of the brokenness in this world, the anticipation for help. God sends an apocalypse to us today. And this is what he says, that something concealed has now been revealed for your life. And here is what it is. Jesus Christ is available to anybody under the sound of my voice. And not just my voice, other communicators in our world. That when Jesus looks at you, He says, guess what's behind this door? Guess what's behind that door? I'm going to throw at you mercy. 
I'm going to throw at you grace. I'm going to throw at you that you're adopted. I'm going to throw at you an inheritance. I'm going to throw at you the fact that you're redeemed. I'm going to throw at you the fact that you are forgiven. And the mystery revealed is this. It's that Jesus Christ is available to anybody in this space today. Come on, somebody. Say amen if you know what that is. I believe that some of us don't believe what I just said. God can't love me. God can't use me. I'm here to tell you today that the mystery revealed was meant for you. It was meant for me. That the mystery of history of Jesus Christ, he wanted to reveal to you today, he loves you, he is not done with you, and he's just getting started with you. And his name is Jesus. And I can prove that to you by Ephesians 2 verse 8, which really says this, that God saved you by his grace when you believed. And guess what? You can't even take credit for it yourself. Here's the problem with me. I boast in things that I should not. Oh, you should see what I've done and my accomplishments and all these. Blah, blah, blah. See what I've done when it comes to my faith. But this is the reality when it comes to God and his, his grace and the gifts that he places behind all of these beautiful doors sometimes is that you can't earn this. It is simply by him and nothing can you do to earn it because it is just summed up in one person, Jesus. Isn't that pretty cool today? So we've got the mystery of history. We've got the mystery revealed. And then let's wrap this thing up. Let's talk about mystery unites in verse 10. And this is the when question. And this is the plan at the right time. Somebody say right time again. He's going to bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Not only is everyone welcome to Jesus Christ here today, it says this about our lives. At just the right time, everything is going to come together. Everything is going to come under. Everything is going to be summed up under heaven and earth. And I want to communicate this to us today and by saying this, that God's timing is always right. And I will admit to you, I struggle with that myself. I really do. God, why weren't you here then? Or here there? Or why haven't you revealed this answer to me yet? And I struggle with this sometimes. But my text shows me today that at the right time, God is going to step in. And he's going to sum some things up in our lives. This is what I'm learning over and over about God's timing. And it is this, that God's timing is never late, nor is it ever early. I believe that God's timing is always in the right place and it's going to be in the right way. And that although I, I don't understand maybe what he is doing, what I can rest in today when I read these verses is that I can have his peace even when it don't make sense. Because at the right time, God is going to make sense of this. So that's good news today. It says that at the right time, and then over here it says everything's going to come together. Or some of your translations will read summed up. So, this word in its original language is built off the noun kafali. Kafali means head. It means that it's going to be summed up under a head. 
This is what this text is saying to us today. A very familiar um, word that you may be aware of in our English vocabulary is this word capitulate. This idea of capitulate means to yield, to submit, to succumb, or to relent. In its origins, it was a war term that you were capitulating to a force, to an enemy. And so you yielded so that you surrendered. Not only that, but we've known this idea of capitulation when it comes to our own lives. Kids will capitulate to their parents. You will capitulate to a boss. Um, when it comes to our government, we will capitulate and yield to certain things. This idea of capitulation has been used by different commentators as well with the origins of this text. And they've actually built off of it and they will translate this verb though to actually mean to recapitulate. So where capitulate over here means a yield, recapitulate in its original language here would be to gather up under, what does it say? A head. Don't lose this um, graphic moment, really. <laughs> it means to gather up under a head. See, here's the deal. You and I, we are a lot like these Barbies. Seriously. Because what this means is that our world is running around like chickens with their heads cut off in chaos, not knowing what's going on. I'll tell you, as a kid, I was taken to a chicken farm. And that scarred me for a really long time because we removed some heads and these little, little feathered creatures ran around everywhere, still alive. And I'm like, you're dead. Why are you doing this? Blood's Anyway, you get the point. But this is us. We have capitulated and we have yielded to something in this world where we've taken our own lives into our own hands, own control, and we have capitulated to an enemy. We've surrendered to the wrong things. And yet what Paul is trying to tell us in this place is that at the right time, God is going to bring together, he's going to sum up, he is going to recapitulate all things. What he is saying is that he is about to place the head back on to things. That you and I have the ability to come under the authority and the wisdom of Jesus Christ. This is a tough little character here. Come on, you can do it, Sean. Uh, that's how stubborn some of us are. But he recapitulates. What Paul is saying to us today is this. Are you living with your head cut off, running around? Or do you know that the mystery of history, Jesus Christ, who has now revealed himself to you, that he will unite your life back together in all wisdom and understanding at just the right time, he will recapitulate and allow you to live under the headship 
of one who is worthy. And his name alone is Jesus Christ. Today I am wondering with my fun little friends here, have you recapitulated your life under the authority of Jesus Christ? If you want to know the life and the hope of who he is and what he's brought for you, let these silly little dolls be the visual picture that Paul is trying to create. Quit running around with your head cut off. Quit running around in chaos. Quit running around thinking that it's all over. It's just beginning, folks, because Jesus Christ has recapitulated you to him. And that is the best news I can give to you today. Will you today recapitulate, yield to Jesus Christ? And you, along with my friends, would know true headship. His name is Jesus. And he is alive. And he loves you. Amen? With all eyes closed in this place, let me ask you a real serious question. Whether you are in this room or you're online with us today, you may be like one of these Barbies and you're running around with your head cut off. You're doing your own thing. And I want us to know that God saw that a long time ago, that there would be this gap in this distance. But he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to recapitulate it all. That by yielding to him, you allow him to be the head and you follow him in surrender. And maybe you have never surrendered your life to Christ. And it would be a privilege today for us to lead you to Jesus Christ that way. So if you're in this room, on the count of three, I'm going to scan this room. And if that's you, you want to accept Christ as the head, as the mystery of history is revealing to you today. And you'll stick your hand back down, look me in the eye. If you're online, you could click that link as well today. This is your opportunity to recapitulate things because that's what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. If that's your story today, one, two, three. Is there anybody who would love to give their life to Jesus Christ here in this place? Thank you. I see your hand. And if that's your story today, pray this with me. Jesus, I thank you today that you've sent an apocalypse to me. You've brought a reveal. And the reveal is I am that person running around with my head cut off no headship, under no authority, doing my own thing. But through the course of this morning, I'm recognizing that you love me and you sent your son for me. This was not an exclusive feature to one nation, but it was an inclusive moment for all mankind, and I'm part of that story today. I thank you that behind those proverbial doors today, you love me, you have redeemed me, you forgive me. And today, you're adopting me because I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. So Jesus, I invite you to be the head of my life. I am surrendering to you. I am recapitulating my life to you for what you have done for me. And I pray that you take me into a, a, a life that is packed and empowered by your spirit. You'll keep teaching me about who you are and grow me. So Jesus, thank you for seeing me today. 
opening my eyes to the revelation, to the apocalypse. Now let my life be surrendered to you. And Father, I also pray for the rest of us as we walk into this week that we would understand the mystery of history. We've got the greatest news ever given. It's Jesus Christ. Today has been revealed to us. And not only that, but that keep us in that, re- that mindful t- state of that at the right time, God is going to pull all things together under and help us to be patient in your timing. And the stories that we are walking through right now that have a lot of mystery around it, we know one thing, Jesus is still in charge. And although I may not understand it all, I submit to you. So I fall under your headship today, thankful for what you're doing. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we say thank you to the individual who said yes to Jesus today? This is good. You know, I hope that as you walk into your week, um, you will understand who your, your headship is. If you are brand new to Callwood Church today, welcome. We like to play with Barbies here, apparently. But if you're brand new to us today, I'd like to welcome you to our Welcome Center where Pastor Jen is there. She'd love to meet you, say hi to you. Again, make sure if you're brand new, you're more than welcome to come join us for lunch right now for First Steps. But I hope that you will walk into your week recapitulated because the mystery of history is in charge. We love you, church. Have a great week, and we will see you next week.